Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I've never met this guy. That's my last oh name. Getting the most fraud possible for a team of history. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's where we have Scott from the Northeast. Uh, he knows a lot about football, Hall of Fame, fantasy guy. But we just have to translate it to our ridiculously good percentage as we are 191. Before this week, we were 191 up. 112 down, 63%. And uh, this guy gives us our first word. He's from the Northeast. He gives us uh, a lot of diversity. I'm from the West Coast. So you get difference in thought to move forward with high percentages and make a lot of money. I'll come up with the percentages that Scott gives us the first words. What are your thoughts on this week as we got six more weeks to go to really monetize and get as high as possible. The stock market is not going up next year. So we are going to make money betting on these games. What do you think, Scott? It's 12 weeks into the season already. It's crazy. College football regular season is over. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, whole season's right around the corner. And, you know, I I know that, you know, talking to Josh off off air, that we'll all be a part of that uh, this year, which, which is a great thing. Um, in terms of the NFL, it's been a hectic, crazy year. I mean, you just you just watched that game last night. Colts looked terrible in the first half, and all of a sudden, third quarter, they look look like world beaters. So um, that's the craziness that we've we've had to bet with and monetize, and then, right. as we a lot of mediocrity in the NFL this year. So um, as was seen last night, if you watched the game last night, the very mediocre play. Um, and we're still here making profit and helping everybody else that watches and bets based on us. I know Jason, you know, Jason wins basically every week now. And that's all really has. So, um, you know, if you, if you look at Twitter, if you're, you know, yes, uh, subscribe to Jason, you see that every Sunday or Monday he comes on with a thanks for the parlay that he had based on what we, we've given him. So the research we did, that's a great, but that, all kidding, that's a great feeling right. that he hits the parlay based on the information that we gave out on, on the podcast Wednesday night. So congrats to Jason and congrats to everybody who's taken our advice and, and been successful with it. So No, no. And, and uh, we get messages all the time. Yeah. Uh, always gotten messages, but now, you know, with the podcast, because it is about collaboration, <laughs> we get information from people sending us messages. Oh, you might have missed this. This this works because we're working. We're the United States is about collaboration, right? The Chinese, yeah. the Russians think the Americans cannot collaborate, and sports betting is one of the most collaborative efforts you can make to make money, a little bit of money for yourself. Uh, I've had so many conversations at the sports books with complete strangers 
read your body language, read that you're smiling, right? <laughs> so they make, they, they make the assumption, you know what, this guy's winning. Hey, what are your thoughts on this next game? And, and, you, and you stir up conversation and you laugh. And, and, but it, since we live in the richest country in the world, $139 trillion market, uh, you make money and everybody's happy. Everybody's, everybody's uh, you know, has goodwill and has good vibes going on. Uh, so we kind of parlay that literally and figuratively uh, to giving information like Bloomberg, like CNBC, like Fox Business, right? We're giving you actionable information uh, to make money today as we move along. Pretty much on Twitter, our Twitter feed is currency because we will have picks that if you take individually a bit equal amounts, at the end of the day, there's an 80% probability that you will have profit. And that's one of the big reasons I wanted to do the podcast and get it going, get this information to people. Because I listen to podcasts, and there's always a lot of information missing. And to Scott's point, uh, they'll say, oh, we lost last week because last week was crazy. No. The fact that it's crazy, right? it's always been crazy. Uh, it's no excuse not, not to make profit. So if you factor in college, we've never had a losing weekend on – the podcast this year we've had two uh slight losses at 12 weeks so it's still 10 and 2 but even those weeks we broke even and if you laughed and you had fun watching the games <laughs> i would say you had profit as far as value is concerned but yeah. basically breaking even means you got money to bet another day <laughs> you didn't go zero and some people hey some people started out with a bankroll for college and pro and they're done they need to work. They need to move money around to, to start betting again. But yeah, we got our original money. And the thing about it is, is that some weeks were bordering on 70 to 75%. And some weeks were bordering on 55 to 60%. But guess what? Still profit. Still profit. Still going on. In each so, winning week, each 10 weeks compounds against the next week. It's like having... Yes. A credit card, but to for your favor, where you're getting the interest, Absolutely. interest on the original money, and the way our system is set up, it's a defensive system, right? You see a lot of it in the World Cup, a lot of defensive systems. Bill Belichick has a defensive system, you know. Mental health is geared towards mental health, yeah. right? Correct. Uh, I don't want to divulge too much, but uh, get messages, right, from people who are learning, who are hedging their parlays. They, they understand that we're against parlays and teasers, but they're hedging it because they understand <laughs> that you get six out of seven and then the mental health part of it. If you're hedging your parlay at the end while you're watching the game, you're not having a heart attack. A guy drops a pass. Something crazy happens. <laughs> you're not you're not cursing at people. Your wife comes in, you curse her out, you throw something at her. And you know, she's pissed. Right? And, and nothing she did. It was because you asked, you're on the seventh leg of, of a seven parlay and you're about to win. Right? 
So it's about maintaining yeah. relationships and mental health at the same time that you're betting on these games and making money. And then uh, the truth, right? The closer you get to the truth. Now, Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. For us, we don't have the resources he has, middle class. So what we can do is get close to the truth. And by being close to the truth, uh, we can predict outcomes, right? And then uh, we had Chad said, Chad sent us a message. And reading that message, Chad sent us about last night, you know, and I changed my pick, right? So that ended up being a uh, majority pick. And everybody who listens to the podcast messages will respond. Uh, but usually 80% of our picks are done Wednesday night. That's why we have a podcast mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Uh, but he, he basically was a dissertation about getting to the truth of what's going on in this game, right? To put his hard-earned money on it, right? And, and, and he was right. He was right about it. And uh, we uh, ended up making money because, again, this podcast, uh, you confront yourself, right? You confront yourself about in uh, what parts are, because everybody does it, right? Are you delusional? Are you overestimating your own opinion? Are you being lied to by Adam Schefter, right? Adam Schefter came out with, uh, again, wrong information. Why? Because he works for the casino. <laughs> we work for ourselves, which is anti-casino. We want to leave the casino with money in our pockets so we get home, give money to our wives, paid for the hotel. Oh, you upgraded. Yeah, you upgraded. Hey, wait a second. You upgraded and the money was less. How did that happen? Well, because, you know, we won big on our NFL picks, our college picks, and that paid for the upgrade in the suite. Okay, no problem, right? No problem when you got home and you upgraded your Vegas suite. Oh, well, wait a second. I see this check here. Uh, you you went to Vegas with Scott and Chad, and I'm looking at this bill from Donovan's, and it's $900. And there's a fourth person here. Who was the fourth person? Fourth person was Jason. Jason came in. Da, 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 oh, da, da. Okay. Oh, and the money's less. So you have this $900 bill and you're coming back with more money. And you, you're putting cash in my hand. A dopamine. So we, we all ate a lot that night. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that the, those are the goals and those are the outcomes we have. You know, we have to, every single meaning has a purpose and an outcome, specific yeah. purpose yeah. and an outcome. And those are the outcomes we've had in the past. We anticipate to have in the future, but we can only have that by going through the process. And then, you know, you got to knock yourself down to build yourself up again. And since we, you know, we don't have a lot of psychotherapists around and and coaches around, we got to do it ourselves. We got to humiliate ourselves. We have to uh, uh, get angry at ourselves uh, for wrong decisions right so we, we don't make bad decisions we learn how to make uh, consistent good decisions and make money and maintain uh, relationships so uh, one good thing we've always done on the podcast continue to do in the future is people who are listening especially people who are new to sports betting uh the day before thanksgiving you want to get these thanksgiving games right you want to make profit so we're having those conversations you having the tv on uh, with the games on, uh, people have listened to the podcast with our information 
we'll make him look and sound good. So on Thanksgiving Day, we went four and two, 66% profit. Was it a good day for you, Thanksgiving, uh, Scott? Eating turkey was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think we, we probably could have been five and one or six and one, or I could have right. been better. Right. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that in that Thanksgiving, especially that the last game with the Patriots, that I don't know, they just didn't show up defensively. Mac Jones looked phenomenal, better than he has all year long. Right. Um, you know, but I, I I just think that short week traveling. I think we probably should have seen the the uh, the number of points coming that that came that night. Right, I think the Patriots. That, that was a bad pick right there. We we, we went yep. with the under, yeah, uh, forty two point five, forty five percent, forty five points is the average of an yeah, NFL average, game, yeah. and but we learned a lot because from the, from that loss, and you know usually I have time off. I'm not working. I have a little bit more time to kind of dig deep into yeah. that because uh, there was a lot of things going on, right? Yeah. Uh, this Belchie has this, and he can't, definitely has anger issues and needs to go to therapy uh, because it's very unfounded, the anger that he has or with Thielen, the receiver yeah. from Minnesota. Yeah. It, it's very irrational. Yeah. And the other thing is that he wants to be normal, even though he's abnormal. You're not an abnormal guy, man. You're, you're, you're making a ridiculous amount of money, $11 million football instead of doing something you know different right usually yeah. guys like him are a ceo or something like that so you are a freak don't try to be normal so he, he tries it back this this uh, oh i'm gonna have a drop back quarterback he had a drop back quarterback and he wants to uh score points right so drop back right. quarterback he wants to score points um i don't think he should i think he should stick to his defensive shots and that now, now with that, now I see what this type of game would go over. But a Buffalo Bills vision game will go under because he's going to go default back like Rosebud, like Orson Welles, if you watch that movie, and default yeah. back to what he really is, which is a defensive coach who wants to play defense 100% of the time. This time, he yeah. tries to get in a shootout with O'Connell, which is what? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you look at Minnesota, they have numerous offensive pieces that are very good in their tight end, their wide receivers, and their running back. And Belichick doesn't have enough to cover all that talent on defense. Yeah. He thinks he does, but right. he doesn't. He does. I mean, being, being up here in New England, I, I know he doesn't. He, he does not. He doesn't have the speed to cover Justin Jefferson. No. He doesn't have the the strength at linebacker that if Dalvin Cook gets going, he can stop him on the second line. So, and Kirk Cousins performed really good on the primetime stage, and that that was part of my my thinking is that Kirk Cousins' primetime is not Kirk Cousins' primetime. So, well, they um, protected they protected. They did a very good. Sounded, job. Yeah, they sounded like they listened to the podcast and they protected. Yes, uh, Kirk Cousins. Yes, they did. And full full credit to Minnesota. Minnesota sneaks out wins, and they right. did it again. One score wins. That's the Minnesota Vikings, and they did it again. Right. Except they scored thirty three points, and right. Adam Thielen 
basically said, Kirk, you're mad at me. You hate me for telling the truth. I'm going to show you. And sure enough, nine catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. He caught the game-winning touchdown. He showed him. Right. He showed him. And Thielen had that little chip on his shoulder, and that helped him and Minnesota win that game. High-scoring game. And I completely – I didn't forget that it was a short week, but I kind of looked past it because I thought Belichick's defense was going to neutralize one or two of those pieces on offense, and it didn't. And, you know, so me, that's a bad pick on my part. Right. Uh, no, and the other one was Dallas and the Giants. Yeah, no, Chad went 5-1, and one, and we should have listened to Chad, and I should have listened to myself. Yeah. That's where, you know, the disciple did better than the, than the preacher at that point. I should have stuck to my guns. Uh, last year, double-digit dogs in the division went 50%. Now, yep. double-digit double digit dogs in the division are 5-1 and one this year, close to 80%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same scenario. Dallas did have the Giants beat. D-Ball's a great coach, but his he I, to be honest, I think D-Ball, what he's shown me so far, is a like Belichick, but not as good as Belichick. He's a one-trick pony. Yes. He only knows how to run that plus one, that running game, wildcat, yep. deep pass. He doesn't know how to win another way. With a guy like O'Connell, who's been taught by Andy Reid and John Gruden, can beat you in any numbers of ways. Even that way with plus one. He can beat you drop back. He can beat you uh, roll out. You know, he can beat you West Coast offense. Debo hasn't proven he can run those other five ways. He's just won with one money this, this year. And I will say this, when that plus one offense does not work, he's, he's scratching his head as to what to do. He's right. very confused as a coach. And I, I don't think Daniel Jones had a great day running the ball. I, I don't remember, but I don't think he yeah, did. I, 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 didn't remember, I didn't remember a lot of runs that he he, uh, he had that was worried. But he's not a running quarterback. At Duke, he was a drop-back quarterback with David Cutliffe. He, agreed. Agreed. He's not a running quarterback. So when Saquon gets shut down, they have a lot of trouble, you know, running uh, running an offense. Right. And sure enough, that that bared out against Dallas. And Saquon did not have a good day running the ball. And Dable said, uh-oh. And Daniel Jones did not run the ball, did not go crazy like he has in the past. So Dable was like, uh-oh, what do I do now? Because right. Daniel Jones – cannot carry an offense throwing the football. He can't do it. And if anybody says he can do it, prove it to me. Send me a DM on Twitter, prove it to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he can. No. I really don't think he can. So um, He would need a really know, good guy like Gruden to roll him out and do all the other the, stuff. The reason why that game was as close as it was was because it's the rivalry game. And I think we said it Wednesday night, it's the rivalry game and rivalry game. You throw everything out of the, out, out the door and you just focus on that. And Well, there's this a big yeah. difference, right? Uh, the Giants get the ball. They're down 28 to 13. Yeah. So right there at 28 to 13, uh, I went over 45. You went under 45, 45.5. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the final score of that game was 28-20. 28-20, 48 points. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I'm right. 
Uh, you had the under. Uh, Chad was right. Chad went five and one. I went four and two. So at that point, 20 to 13, I'm wrong because it's under. Yeah. Yep. And it's Dallas minus 10. I should have picked Giants plus 10. But at that point in time, most teams, right? What if, okay, we're going to shut it down and go next week because there's no way we're going to win. There's no way we can score twice with whatever, yep. four minutes left. No way. No yep. way you can do that. Yep. But Dallas has a great defense this year, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Giants saying, hey, this is the division game. It counts for two. Let's try Hail Marys. Let's, let's, let's pray. Let's pray and just throw Hail Marys and try. So they go back in the score, which they normally no other team would have done that, even yeah. in high school. Right, they, they wouldn't have done that. They would just, you know, ran it, ran out of the clock, go home, keep players safe. No, they they try to hail Mary. We're gonna try to score and get a miracle onside kick, and then a miracle hail Mary. Chances of that happening are zero, zero, <laughs> zero, right? Zero. But be, uh, you know, you, you sit there four minutes left, twenty thirteen. You say, you know, great, I'm gonna go two and zero. Oh. Dallas is gonna cover it, right? And then the under is gonna hit. Right. And then I start seeing the Giants moving down the field. And I'm saying, uh oh, something's going, <laughs> something's right. going on. Right. And, uh, you know, I think it's because it's the rivalry. I think if the Giants were playing. Well, it's a division game, regardless of the rivalry. game, too. Yeah, yeah. So I think if the Giants were playing Detroit and it was the same situation, they would have said, okay. Detroit's in the game. Central, New York's in the East. Hand the ball off, run the ball. Right. Let's get the game over with to get out and then go to next week. But because it's division rivalry game, they decided, you know what? We're going to try to drive down the field. We're going to score. We're going to try the onside kick. If we recover that, right. we're going to try to score again. And, you know, and that's the mindset. You don't know when that mindset comes into effect except for division games. Right. And it was a division game. And the Giants didn't show anything on offense. Like we had said in the night, they're not going to show much on offense. And they sure didn't. And – for whatever reason, they decided they were going to show up something on offense at the drive, and they scored. So, exactly when you know. they when they ended up scoring, there was a minute left. Mm-hmm. Onside kick, Hail Mary. Yep, and that's not going to happen. Okay, and then not not at all. The New England game, uh, I had Minnesota on the money line under forty two. That was also a bad pick. So we'll, when we go through these games, we'll go. Bad pick or bad luck? Yep. That was highest, a bad pick yeah, the pick. highest improbability theory is 80%, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no lead pipe, stone cold locks. So it's only up to 80%. There's a 20% luck factor. Bad pick or bad luck? There was a bad pick on my part. Uh, the under 42.5 Belichick, because Belichick actually thinks he can have a complete team with a drop-back quarterback. You can only do that if he has the greatest quarterback of all times. <laughs> Any other quarterback is not going to work. All he's going to do is what happened, go over and lose. Uh, yep. Specifically in this game, uh, it, it was actually twos, but I'll just talk about one. And it's it was almost simultaneous, right? They, had, they got it off Screw out. Third and one. At about your 45-yard line. Right? 
Uh, Matt Patricia is pretending to be an offensive coordinator. Maybe the 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 last year's tight ends coach who was supposed to call the plays, offensive coordinator, is calling the plays. Hopefully, Joe Judge isn't. But on third and one with a big offensive line, you focus on the offensive line. They had third and ones before. So they yeah. can't run the same play because Minnesota's going to be ready for it. Still, I'll allow Davis to stay and say, hey, your first round draft pick was an offensive line. You got Isaiah Wynn there. This is what you're supposed to be about, tough guy. You're laughing at uh, Sly, you're laughing at McDermott for losing, trying to out tough you. Stick to your script, run the ball. What does Patricia and company do? They play action pass. And I saw the patterns they run. They're not as sophisticated as Mississippi State's patterns, every patterns. They just were normal patterns. No, 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 Mac no. Jones going back to throw. There's pressure on him because it was a, basically a run blitz. So it was yeah. almost like six on five. So Mac Jones really didn't have enough to throw. That play action pass fooled no one. The, the the linebacker, right, was dropped deep into coverage. There was nowhere for the for them to go with the ball. Yeah. You so know, Minnesota, I, I, Minnesota gets it. I'll let you comment on it after we what Minnesota did. Minnesota's in the same situation. They had 31s before. They can't run the same play. What did they do? They take their speed guy and they 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 do a two by one. They get the speed guy and they line them up farthest from the line of scrimmage, put him in motion. He sets in the slot. They do a cadence. He motions out, and they run a jet sweep. Right. First down. Yeah. Creative. So, well, here's, here's my thought, and I've said it many times. You know, Belichick GM doesn't do Belichick head coach any fans. Right. But look at their receiving core. Kobe Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker. Right. None of those guys are studs. None of those guys are the Randy Mosses. None of those guys are the West Walkers, Julian right. Edelman. None of those guys. But Belichick, in his stubborn way, he thinks he can win with those guys. Right. He can't. Those guys get no separation, number one. Number two, they're not fast guys. No. Everybody says, oh, Nelson Nagel is a fast guy. No, he's not a fast guy. He's not a fast guy. He just knows sometimes how to get separation from the defense. Right. And that's and that's what makes him a fast guy, people think. He's not a fast guy. Kendrick Bourne had a had a huge year last year because he just got a big-time contract. And now he's in the doghouse because he missed a blocking assignment in, pre in a preseason game. <laughs> so he's in the doghouse. He's been in the doghouse all year long. Right. Belichick has not forgotten that. Okay. He's not forgotten that. And they don't use their tight ends. They use Hunter Henry they used for the first time all year long in this game. They don't use their tight ends. So you've regressed Mac Jones. You you put handcuffs on him and said, okay, now you can go and play play quarterback. He can't. He right. doesn't. He has no. He has no uh, imagination in the offense. Right. No imagination in this offense. So, to me, anytime the Patriots play a skilled offensive team, right, and their defense does not show up, you know, as it is with any team, if their defense does not shut down those skilled players. They're going to lose. And here's one coming Thursday night for them with Buffalo. They're not at the type where they are right now where they can say, let's go out in the field like they were in 2008, 2009, 2004. 
They don't have Tom Brady to, to, to close all these loopholes and mistakes up. They don't have them. And if, if Belichick thought that Mac Jones could be somewhat like Tom Brady, he was mistaken. Right. He can't be because he doesn't have the coaching to help him become that. And that's that's the huge problem. Quarterback, young quarterbacks that do not have the good coaching have a problem succeeding in the NFL. Justin yeah. Fields has had it. Yeah. Mac Jones has had it. Zach Wilson has had it. In, and Jacksonville finally has a little bit of it with Doug Peterson, and that's why Trevor Lawrence has played a little bit better than he has in the past. Right. Because right. he has the coaching that will help him become a better quarterback. So when you bet, you got to take all this into consideration. Right. So so, so as an NBA, um, looking at the corporate governance of it, right? Fundamental analysis, nobody's gotten – everybody's gotten rich with fundamental analysis, not technical analysis. Yeah. So you look at the corporate structure of the Patriots, Basically, what you have, we were talking about it before, you have the yeah. engineer, introverted uh, introverted guy, engineer, out there doing sales presentations. Right? Right. You're right. You're right. He, You're right. So, you know, can't have that. It's common sense. You know, he, but he, he's such a control freak, he's hard to work with. You know what I mean? Because you go in there, oh, you're a management guy. Oh, what do you know about football? Blah, 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 blah. No. But if you know about management, do you need somebody with certain skill set expertise? Oh, uh, look how many Super Bowls I want. Okay, yeah, you want Super Bowls. But you want them with coordinators, office coordinators. And be it your, your, dad, your dad's best friend. His and kid. I, I will make this one point and challenge yeah. anybody that's listening now. Other than the Buffalo game last year, you can DM me on Twitter mm-hmm. with a game that Bill Belichick has won without Tom Brady right. that you could say is a landmark win for him. In his whole coaching career, go back to Cleveland too. Yeah. Benny Tessarotti. Benny Crozar. He has won a huge, a big time game without Tom Brady as his quarterback. As Josh has said many times, he has a losing record without Tom Brady as his quarterback. Okay. That should tell you all you need to know on on the Patriot dynasty and who was the guy that led that dynasty. Yeah, so he he's he's forty four percent. Yeah, as a coach, as a head coach without Tom Brady. Yep. Yep. So until you know he can win consistently without Tom Brady, uh, he's he's what he is is the greatest defensive coordinator of all times. You, greatest you defensive strategist of all times. Yeah. Right. You don't have my my full trust and money as a better. <laughs> no. You can't win without Tom Brady. But it's a, it's a gift because you know people haven't realized that and are overvaluing. Yes. So we're going yes. the other way. Buy low, sell high. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Washington plus four, over 41 Atlanta. Uh, You guys got it right, the plus four. Uh, You got it right, too, Scott. You got both of them right. The under 42. I actually don't feel bad. The over, it's really should have got over. These two teams played way, way, way too conservatively. But I do not feel bad about the plus four. I thought it was a good pick because, 
Mariota was driving. He was driving on Washington the whole day. They left a lot of points on the board. And they were at the four-yard line to win the game. Guy was wide open. Uh, Mariota didn't pay attention to his low-release point. Ball gets batted. They get intercepted. So uh, the operation was perfect, but the patient died. <laughs> the over forty one that game should have gone over both teams left a lot of points on the field. What do you think about this that game, you, uh, Scott? This should tell you all you need to know about Marcus Mariota as a quarterback right now. He is not a good passer. He, he's really not a good passer. Yeah. If they are playing a team that can slow the run down defensively against them, they are going to have major problems winning those games and covering those games. They just are. And my guy, Cordero Patterson, was in the end zone. He, he, easily he easily should have got it to him. And because he's not a good quarterback and he can't run, he can't throw the ball very well. He has one of the sometimes in games he has the, the blackout on his mind and he, he looks, he thinks he's a quarterback and he throws a good pass. Right. 90% of the time, he's not a good quarter, passing quarterback. Well, so in that, in that case, he should have adjusted. Yeah, yes, he should have. He should have he thrown a sidearm. Him. You know, that's what makes Rodgers great. Yeah. All those quarterbacks great. They, they yeah. improvise. He couldn't improvise in that situation. Cincinnati games, I mean, the games all year long. You can, you can bookmark games all year long. But if they come up against a top 10 run defense, they're going to have problems winning those games because Marcus Mariota – holds them back for winning games. So that's why I think this, you'll, you might not see Mariota for too much longer. I think they might go to Desmond Ritter, their rookie quarterback, to see what well, they Well, he's not that much better season. either. He got four passes no. batted down. Agreed. In, Agreed. The, in the championship Agreed. game against Alabama. Yep. I mean, they got Drake London and they got Cal uh, Pitts. Should have done some sort of pick play, some sort of fade. Help Mariota yep. out in that situation. Oh. Um, Mariota rolling out would, would have been good. The only, the only way Mariota can get the ball to a receiver, as if you saw in earlier in the game, Michael Pruitt, their tight end, who's filling in for Pitts, right. was wide open, wide open. Nobody was around him. <laughs> right. If the guy is wide open, nobody's around him. He'll get him the ball. Other than that, he won't. He can't get him the ball. Right. So that that's why Atlanta lost the game this week because he can't get him the ball. He can't get anybody the ball. So that one he should have had. They're at the four yard line. It, it yes, was one of those situations, no you know. No question. Uh, you know, you have a low release point, pump it once or something, throw it sidearm, do something. He needs to get coached up this week. Yes. He, he, does. he doesn't make that same mistake again. They were going in that they, they had drove it up and down the field on Washington the whole game. So it should have gotten over. I don't feel bad about that. No, and you should and you shouldn't, because that that's a that was a, a game that could have easily gone the other way. Easily if there was a quarterback on the on the field for Atlanta. So So what do you think? Bad pick or bad luck? Tampa Bay against analytics in Cleveland. Tampa Bay mm-hmm. had that game won so many times. This is one where Brady showed his age. Yeah. They're they're lucky they're still in first place because it's a horrible uh division. <sighs> But it was almost like an overtime, take Brady out, bring the young kid just to make some simple plays to win this game, get out of here. Yeah. He, he can start again. Because uh, he did have that game one under 42.5 with a good pick by all of us. That yep. cash very easily. What do you think, Scott? Yep. Bad pick or bad luck? 
what did you just say? The, uh, the patient died on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the operation was perfect, but the patient the died. Patient died on the That's table. what they call that. Um, That's what they literally in uh, probability theory. And I, I'll make sure I get that book back up there. Uh, yep. Decision science, indecision science, which they teach at Stanford, which you know they teach at Tesla for other management people. Highest level probability is eighty percent, twenty percent. That's actually what they call that twenty percent. They call it that the operation was perfect, but the patient died. So if you remember last year, at the end of the year, the, the Jets game where Brady had a fourth quarter um, rally and yes. had the old Tom Brady look. Yes. Um, he has no, he has shown none of that this year. And, and I think the I, I think the fact of I think personally he's checked. He's not checked out totally. But I'll go back to what I said in the early part of the season. I think there's a lot more off-field stuff going on than everybody's letting on. And I think that's that's been the major problem with him on the field is that he's not focused. He took time off from training camp, if you remember, 11 right. days. He's never done that before. Um, he he went to the craft wedding and met the team in Pittsburgh. Never done that before. You know, done something personal and then met a team in, in – um, I think there's dissension a little bit in the locker room with him. I, I think they think he's too focused on outside interests rather than football. And I think that's showing. And I think Father Time never loses. Guy's 45 years old. Father Time never loses. And I think he can't make the throws that he's made previously. Mike Evans has, has suffered from it. He did not play a good game against Cleveland. And I think anytime you get a little bit of a win factor in the game, I don't think Brady's arm can cut through that win like he used to. So he's throwing to guys like Godwin in the slot who he can have five-yard routes and throw it to them. He lost another offensive lineman, his best offensive lineman he had left, Tristan Wirfs. So he has no, he has all backups on the offensive line right now. Right. And that that's going to cost you too. So he's a little skitterish in the pocket. So if you get – Tampa Bay favored on the road against a medium team like Cleveland is. They're not a great team. They're not a bad team. They're a medium team. They're going to have problems covering that spread. Sure enough, here we go. You know, they get an overtime here. here they got an overtime, and I thought, he's going to go down and score a touch. He's going to drive down the field and score a touch. I'm going to win the game. Nope, didn't happen. So, you know, the assessment on Brady is the fact that he's just he just looks old and he looks like that he's not interested in totally interested in playing football this year. And that, and that's unlike Tom Brady, but it's happened. So I think I think he's a lot more focused now that he you know that's the end yeah, of the, the, end of the season and the agreed the, 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 agreed. the divorce is final. Uh yeah. He's a coach. Uh on the field, uh, I don't think from what score, though, from the, the from the people, yeah, from the people who are who like in management, there, you know, their information isn't totally accurate because they're you know biased. They got a lot of crazy things going on, but uh, they don't they don't feel like there's dissension. They they all love Tom. He works harder than, than most people. Uh, yeah, what they're getting used to is that they're not. A complete coaching staff anymore when they had no uh, Bruce no, Arians not. because uh, no, not. Todd Bowles again like Bill Belichick, 
but a different situation. He is a defense coordinator. Now, you notice yes. him now, especially when they were in Munich, uh, he's not as overly involved with the defense anymore. No. Uh, no he's, he's at least he's going now to the offensive meetings. He doesn't say anything, but he first part of his coaching tenure back, he ignored it, right? He's like, oh, Tom yeah. Brady and Leftwich got it. I don't need to be there. And players are like, no, you know, you need to show up. You need to at least be in the room, you know, or this is half a team, right? We need a kind of like a head guy like Bruce Arians yep. did to kind of bring it all together. And there really isn't. There's just the offense and the defense. And Brady doing what he you, wants. I will give you another thing, too, is, is look at their team total every week now. They're not scoring in the 20s. They're just not. They're not that type of team right now. Yeah. So if they have their team total to say, at 27. Yeah. I would take a look at under that because <laughs> right. I, I don't think they they have, he has no confidence in the running game right now. Right. He, the only confidence he has in the running game is throwing these three or four yard swing passes to the running backs. I think Leonard Fournette has not regressed the player. The reason why he's not like was before because the offensive line is not as good. So – Take those into effect. They're not running the ball a whole lot more. So Brady thinks he can throw 40 times every game and they're going to be successful. That's not the case. So I think you, you got to really take a look at their their team total and see what it is, who they're playing. And pro, I'm going to go under a lot of their team totals the rest of the year. I, I don't think they're going to score in the mid mid to high 20s much the rest of the year. So The only thing is that their uh, offense – it's getting healthier. Yes. Godwin's getting healthier. Yep. He, he's making yep. more plays. Julio yep. Jones looks really good for yep. what – this is smart. I don't know who came up with this. Probably, you know, combination. A lot of, a lot of people, including Jason Light. But they're yep. going back into uh, – and remember, with a young offensive line, bad offensive line, the easiest thing to do is run block. Mm -hmm. So they're getting back to almost like a three tight end, Lloyd Carr, who was Brady's coach at Michigan, yep. Bill Schembechler, that Jim Harbaugh, three tight end offense, which you can throw out of, and he could throw to uh, probably, probably the strength of that team right now is right. that tight end. Because really, Fournette's really like a tight end coming out there, the way he's built. Short yeah. passing game, short screens. Yep. Uh, remember, he's had a lot of success with Gronk in the past. Cameron Brait, right? Cameron Brait. Yep. Uh, Godwin has always been a possession receiver. You know, he made big plays at Penn State, but you're like, oh, in the NFL, he's going to be a possession receiver. Your game breaker is um, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, yeah. Other than that, it's the tight end possession receivers. Kind of tight. Julio Jones is not a tight end, really. He's lost his speed, but he's a physical specimen. So he yes. pays that tight end role. And tight ends are are doing well in this league, right? Kelsey. Too. So so they can run that type of defense. And if the safety cheats a little bit, you go yep. deep to Scotty Miller. Then you got Rashard Perriman in there with some speed. And you got uh, Mike Evans for your game breaker. If your safety is coming into soon, nobody reads defense is better than Tom Brady. So that's what they're going to have to do moving forward. To kind of score, yeah. but they, they only care about the division games right now because they sweep their division. And they're in the playoffs. Uh, 
And then yeah, the playoffs are a whole new game. They're going to get in the playoffs. There's no question about it. The division's so bad right yeah. now. Right now, and they have Tom Brady as their quarterback. Even even though what I said about him, they have Tom Brady as their quarterback. So yeah. they're going to make the playoffs. But if you expect them to go to the NFC, the championship game, they're not going to do that. Right. Right. They're just not. So. Right. So. Uh, I would say that and was bad luck. I think that was a bad luck. I don't think it's a kind of a bad pick. That was bad. There's no way you could pick Cleveland that season away. Cleveland was yeah. beat. It was Tampa Bay lost the game. It wasn't that Cleveland won the game. Plus, Tampa Bay was coming off a bye week. Right. And that's the other thing, too. So Right. So I'll play this. Let me know if you can hear this, Scott. I have it at the beginning of the podcast. But this is what... Pete Carroll probably said, close to this. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to drown them, then drown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Greatest coaching rant in uh, sports history. (laughs) And there's a lot of depth into that, right? Because we talk about Belichick and Thielen, the grudge. That was Dennis Green. I have a great podcast. I'll I'll, I'll retweet it here. John Bronson, who was on that uh, Arizona Cardinals team. And that's where uh, the Bears went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman and Lovey Smith. And, you know, Chicago had a great team that year. The Grudges, right? Because they played in the preseason, and it, it, Green held it. Dennis Green held that grudge and saved his best plays for. And I asked him, I asked John, "Did you guys hide plays and save your best plays for that game?" It's like, yes, we did. <laughs> so I got some reporting right from the horse's mouth. Player on the team saying they were hiding plays for that game. They had Chicago beat, and they left them off the hook. So that's what that's Tampa true. Bay did with Cleveland. That's what Seattle did with uh, McDaniels. Ay, 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 ay. Did you see that clip I sent you? That message with the former players on the, the McDaniels Denver team. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. It's like, wait, we were very prepared for them. I can believe how prepared we were because McDaniels had gotten the film from the other team. So you can't do that now. That's why he loses every game, right? He's seven and twenty-four since he got caught cheating. And he hasn't won anything this year, and he didn't win this one. This is one of those games where Seattle lost it. Uh, Seattle lost some aggression when they had been going up and down the field the whole game right at the end. At home, they they lose this game rather than Vegas beating them. And I'll say this is bad luck again. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of bad luck ones. But I really yeah, do think so. Where the bad bad no, I'm, I'm admitting to my bad picks, too. That yeah, under forty two well. and Dallas minus ten double digit darling those were bad picks by me. But this yes. one, I feel they were bad luck. But that's why I'm not just thinking about it by myself. I'm asking Scott. So Scott, is this a bad pick or bad luck? Uh, you picked Vegas though. You had Vegas three and a half, and you got the over forty seven and a half. So that's good. You got both sides of this right. It's here's here's it's bad luck first of all. Right. It's total bad luck to get it wrong. Right. One guy, one guy had over 300 yards of offense, Josh Jacobs. Right. One guy, and you didn't account for that. Right. You, you never accounted for that, okay? 
I heard this morning, I heard earlier today, Josh Jacobs came out of the game. The coaches did not want to put him back in the game again. They wanted, they is a Travis Etienne thing. They, they kept him out. He got injured. They kept him out for precautionary reasons. He was cleared to go back in the game. McDaniels wanted to do the same thing. Josh, you're not going back in the game. I don't want you going back in the game. You're done for the day. That's it. 86 yard running and now overtime. Thank God for him. He didn't he didn't listen to himself. So yeah. but Pete Carroll allowed one guy to run for 200 and something yards and then have another 60 or 70 yards catching the ball. This is Pete Carroll. This is not Kevin O'Connell. This right. is not Stefanski in Cleveland. Right. This is Pete Carroll. And right. he didn't adjust and give his team a chance to win the game. That's this, this. I put this loss squarely on him. This is him and him alone. Right. It's bad luck because how could you see this coming? How could you see this coming? You, nobody could see this coming. No. Seattle's been great on defense. Not great, but been very good on defense. Their offense scored 34 points. Phenomenal. Okay. They just allowed one guy to beat them. And that's bad luck because in the NFL, that's very rare to see one guy beat him. So it's total bad luck. I mean, I I just thought that Vegas was going to go in and was going to be able to run the ball, not to the extent they did, and that Devontae Adams was going to have a huge game. And he did not. And they still scored 40 points. I don't know how they did it, but they still did it. So, and I thought it was going to be a shootout too. I thought it would shoot out potential. And it sure was. It sure was. So that's yeah, what I thought. We all, we all got the over. But it's bad um, luck. It's total bad luck. Yeah. On that. Seattle should have won that game. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And now they've allowed San Francisco to come back in and be tied with them for the division lead, I think. So they're in they're in a little bit of trouble here because they're they're regressing. Their their season is starting to snowball off the cliff a little bit here. Which makes not, sense because going into the season. And the fact that another this is another thing, right? Let me know what you're thinking, right? Because I'm in management, but you're not. But I think you can figure this one out, Scott. Uh, do you believe that a 70 year old man should have 15 jobs in an NFL organization, including vice president, head of scouting, general manager, head coach? Uh, Defensive coordinator and then offensive assistant, just like Belichick. No, and that's what Pete Carroll doing. He should not. He's he's clouding his judgment right now with all these jobs. He's not allowing himself to coach coach the team. He, he's clouding himself with because what you're saying, he's going with the original plan he had that he came up with the summer going to the yeah. season. And in game, he's not going to adjust because he's stubborn. I, I'm Pete Carroll. I won three national titles. I've been exactly. to Super Bowl 1 1. All right, exactly. who are you, Josh and Scott, to question anything I say? And we're like, you're right, Pete. We're, we're just going to cast tickets. <laughs> and it's real yeah, money. And, and you know what? At the beginning of the season, he adjusted. And now he's getting back to his roots again. Right. And it, it, well, he's not adjusting of, of, of his adjustments because you have to make exactly. an adjustment. Then your adjustment adjusts. We all do. I'm Pete, I'm Pete Carroll. I'm doing it this way. Right. What, you guys don't like it? <sighs> I don't care. No, and, and that's, and that's, it's going to burn them. It really is going to burn and them. And the only reason he changed was because they made him meet with the owner. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No question. No question. And, and, and another thing, too, we'll move on from this, but uh, it was on Twitter. And I was, 
you know, I was having a rant about Belichick. Yeah. And and somebody wrote me and said, and then they DM'd me with some uh, links to different situations. They're like, you're right about Belichick doing all the cheating. He cheats 24-7. Yeah. Uh, Pete Carroll cheats, cheats just as much as Bill Belichick. So he was going against Josh McDaniel who cheats. So there's just a lot of cheating going on uh, in this, and there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. There was a play where supposedly uh, Carroll snuck 12 people on the field. <laughs> it's out there. You can Google it and look at it. I did see, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. Ooh, if you can stand on the sidelines, go, hey, hey. <laughs> They're always thinking of ways to cheat. Uh, if you read the Ian O'Connor book, right, uh, Bill Belichick, Bill yeah. Belichick used to provide illegal sticks for his lacrosse. Team. What a surprise! It's not a surprise. And then he gives it surprise, to his kid, man. right? His kid chip off the old block. Belichick, the only time he's not thinking about football, he's in the garage making illegal sticks for his son's <laughs> Rutgers lacrosse team. <laughs> <laughs> His daughter coaches college lacrosse, I think. <laughs> if I'm in that league, uh, the league, the head of refs <laughs> needs to go, uh, needs to go check those sticks. <laughs> <laughs> if they do the research, if they read the Ian O'Connor book, there's no way they can't read the Ian O'Connor book of Bill Belichick and not check those sticks. His his daughter's uh, lacrosse league. So no. here he is at Christmas time. His daughter comes over for Christmas, you know, <laughs> gifts and everything else. He says. Oh, come here, I got something for you in the garage. She goes in the garage. There's 18 sticks in the garage. There you go. There's the 18. Imagine that. But that's him, though. That's him, though. That's who he is. That's who he I mean, that he's not going to change. He's been doing it all his career. He's going to keep doing it. Pete Carroll saying he's making a million dollars. You're making a million dollars a year. If you don't think any coach cheats in the NFL, you're night very naive. Every coach cheats to a certain extent. Right. There's, there's cheating going on. But, and we know everybody cheats everywhere, but we know there's yeah. a problem, right? I feel there's a dysfunctional problem. When it gets to Agreed. us, when this Agreed. gets into the newspaper where somebody's whispering in a reporter's ears and it gets into the newspaper, that means there's so much cheating going on. Yeah. Like, we know there's mafia activity going on in the NFL, but we understand it overflows when it gets into the Washington Post, people quoting. Schneider talking about you know the, the uh, they can't touch me the NFL's a bunch of mobsters they said they, they say one thing about me I'll have ten pictures about them. Listen before we move on, yeah. Who do you think the NFL looks at more, the New England Patriots or the Carolina Panthers <laughs> for cheating? Yeah. It's the Patriots. It's the but Patriots. they slap them on the wrist. Yeah, and of course they do because Kraft is. Roger Goodell's right hand man in terms of ownership. Right. You know, Jerry Jones on the left, Kraft's on the right. So And they're fighting. They're fighting because Yep. Uh, yeah. They sure. They sure. Uh, and and Goodell's covering illegal activity. Yep. So uh, yep. they have to keep him around, give him eighty eight million to do that, to, to cover for the owners and if you don't, if if you think crime does not pay, uh, I would challenge you to Google and do your research 
NFL, NFL owners. <laughs> yeah, the Bidwells, the Spanoses of the world. Uh, yeah. Moving on to another mafia-owned team. This game we monetized. Uh, Arizona plus four, under 49. Mm. The, we pushed the 49. And people are like, why did Brandon Staley go for two and win the game? You know why? Because he's doing 15 jobs. He was like, I just want to get this over with. <laughs> and, 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 and they have a, all backups on the offensive line, primo quarterback. Herbert needs to get out of there, call his agent, get with Mac Jones and say, hey, uh, what are the other two teams we can play with that don't have overt, obvious mafia connections where we at least pay a little bit for backups? Or you can take a little bit off my salary so we can pay for a backup offensive lineman, defensive lineman. You know, if Chicago's throwing out Rokon Smith, let's get him on our team. He's a primo defensive player. Let's pay for it. Let's pay for some backups so we can make a playoff Super Bowl run. Instead of being desperate at the end of a game, we have to go for two. Because I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm doing 15 traps. I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> and I don't say to you, poor Brian Staley has a red face sweating bullets because he's doing so many jobs because it's a mafia, Greek mafia run organization uh, that they're not filling out the money for all of the um, – job descriptions, right? And, and that's what Belichick, literally, that's what came out in the article about Belichick. Belichick went to Kraft and said, hey, I'm the executive vice president. I'm the general manager. I'm the head coach. I'm the defensive coordinator and offensive consult. If you paid for that, that's almost $30 million. Pay me 11 we're set. We're set. And the other positions, I'm going to hire my kids. And Patricia's like my kid, right? They call Patricia the fourth kid <laughs> on the Belichick. Stuff, right? It's crazy. A professional team, and this is what we have going. But the same thing, man. Here with the the Arizona, the Bidwells, who, if you listen to our offseason podcast, we'll do it again, right, Scott? Offseason, yeah. uh, the Bidwells sold their fat five tracks to the Strongages, who we've done podcasts. We'll do it again. We'll detail it. We feel they murdered uh, Honey and Bunny Shirt. <laughs> so yep. the Bidwells sell yep. five race tracks to people. If you suspect uh, published results and public records, public right. reports, newspaper right. reports and public records committed a murder, right? So that's why these teams are cheap and you had a game like this. Uh, your yep. thoughts on that game before we move on? We got it right, though. Yeah, we got it right. We got it right. It was one of those games where if you needed to take a nap. <laughs> the charges looked terrible all game long until that last drive. It really did. Right. I mean, Arizona is not much better either. I think Arizona is just, just a team that's trying to get through the season, and, and then that's it. And then they're going to start over again. Supposedly her GM is probably going to be gone. Kingsbury, Kingsbury is probably going to be gone. Um, you know, Kyler and Kingsbury can't get on the same page for whatever reason. And that and basically Kyler's saying, you know what, I'm going to do what I do, and if you don't like it, it's too bad. It's yeah, he's running his own place. Even on the yeah. radio, I'm listening to the Arizona radio broadcast, and like, uh, we don't know what happened there. We don't know if Clinton <laughs> called that player or that Kyler Murray on his own. We have no idea. So, to me, this was one of those games that's just, it was a bad game by both teams. Right. And it was one of those 
catch a nap, get ready for the Sunday night game because <laughs> right. this game is not going to be good at all. So right. um, the Chargers were lucky to win the game. You know, what we've been saying all year long is paid off. Pay a limited amount of money for backups. You don't you don't have great backups. You barely win games. They're lucky they won the game. Right. You know, Arizona should have won it 24-17. And I agree with you. The reason they went for two was very simple. Brandon Staley was like, I got to get to the plate. <laughs> I'm done. I got to go back to Los Angeles. So, right. so they're, they're not a good team. The Chargers are not a good team. Right. And it's just that Arizona is just a little bit worse than them. And that's why they won the game, because Arizona is just is trying to get through the season and saying, let's get rid of the coach, let's get rid of the GM, let's start over again, and maybe we'll be better next year. So remember, Arizona was 9-0, first nine games last year. Right. And since then, they they haven't really done anything. So And it's carried on. And so I think the quarterback and head coach butting of heads has taken over this team, and it's just become way too much for them. So. And I, it was early in the season when they put in the contract that uh, Kyler Murray was dumb and lazy and yep. did yeah, not I'm want not. to uh, do the work necessary in the playbook. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and football is not supposed to exist, right? Because they do revenue sharing uh, but with Kraft and Barry um, Jones kind of influencing Goodell. They got a little bit away from it. So New Orleans should not have an NFL team. They're 58th market. There's no money there. If you ever go to New Orleans, you understand that New Orleans is underwater. Yep. That stadium, they haven't uh, they haven't updated it in a while. Uh, this is a family-owned team. Uh, Gail Benson, Gold Digger, right, the old wife, got the team. Uh, she's now 74. I remember she was young and uh, got rid of the, the original wife out of there. So what happens with family-owned teams, and I'm in wealth management, and I've been lucky enough to see this once, is that they take out a loan on the team. So what happens when you take out a loan on the team, you don't pay any taxes to live your lavish lifestyle. So the, the NFL owners... Uh, make money off the growth of the value of the team. So if they bought the team for $1 billion, it goes to $5 billion. They can now take out a loan for $5 billion and buy a huge mansion, the lavish lifestyle. They still owe that money, and they have to make payments, like how we all do on car payments, mortgage payments. So what yeah. happens? You cut costs. So if you just bought a car and you're making, which is not low, some people are making $1,000 payments on cars. So let's say you're one of those people who makes a thousand dollar payment every month on a car. Uh, suddenly you take out an app, this this gas buddy, right? You take out your gas buddy app and you try to find the cheapest gas, right? Cheapest gas for that car because you want to save money. So what the yeah. owners do is what? What do they do, Scott, with the NFL team? What do they, the owners do with the NFL teams? Yeah, they cut labor costs. Family-owned yeah, teams they have that, they, that structure like that. They cut labor costs. They bring down every cost, the player contracts, they get rid of the high-priced players, they bring in lower-priced players to cover cover them so they have a running back, a wide receiver, whatever. And then when they go to sell the team, the, the new ownership takes a look and says, no, look, we got $50 million in profit, $100 million in profit. Look at this. This is attractive. Let's, 
let's pay billions of dollars to buy this team. And, and then when they look at it, like the Denver Broncos this is a perfect right. example. You know, they they signed this NFL, they signed this high-priced quarterback, they signed him to a big contract, and he does nothing. And then, well, and there's the thing, right? They high, they get a high-priced quarterback as a yep. mirage to kind of fool the people that they're spending money when they're really yep. not. So what happens is uh, to build a good NFL roster in college roster, right? That's why they always said Alabama had an advantage was that you had backups for the fourth quarter. In the second yeah. set, and see, so you get a starter gets hurt, the guy that comes back is just as good or better than he is. Cheap teams like New Orleans, <laughs> the backup is me off the street. Oh, Josh, uh, did you play any uh, high school football? No. You play any college football? No. Great. Get in shape. Come on our team because we can pay you the minimum. And if the starter gets hurt, you can run out on the field. Everybody loves you. You know you're on the field. You're gonna get killed. You're gonna get body slammed. You're going to be part of being put out, but we're going to save a lot of money. Right? Anybody that thinks Andy Dalton is a great NFL quarterback at this point in his career, you're fooling yourself. Who does he He's remind me of? The guy you want to kill? I want to kill <laughs> Michael Pittman. No, no. <laughs> Matt um, Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, Andy oh, Dalton. Yeah. I said two it all over pot. the last night. He sucks. He's, yeah. This is what New Orleans basically is doing, okay? We'll get to the Colts in a minute. Yeah. Right? I'm going to rant on the Colts big time. Um, you bring in Jameis Winston when Drew Brees last year. Right. Okay? What did Jameis Winston do with Tampa? 30 touchdowns. 30, 30 interceptions. Right. You think once Drew Brees retires, he's the answer to your quarterback needs. Why? Why is he the answer to your quarterback needs? Because you won't make the playoffs and you're going to save travel costs and labor exactly. costs because he's on his last leg. He got thrown out of Tampa Bay. So in the offseason, what do you do? Oh, I'm going to sign Andy Dalton. You know, if James goes down, he gets hurt. Right. Let's plug Andy Dalton in. He's been an NFL quarterback, Cincinnati Bengals, Bears, whatever. You really think these guys going to succeed on a $2 million contract? This is why you sign him to a low price contract because he's not a good quarterback. You really think you're going to get four touchdowns, no interceptions every other game? Right. Please, come on. Come on. I mean, you play any type of defense like San Francisco, and you're going to get this result. Right. 13 to nothing. San Francisco didn't even play well. I watched watched most of the game. They didn't even play well. Right. At all. And New Orleans couldn't score a point. (laughs) Couldn't score a point. Shutouts in the NFL are few and far between. Right. You're, you're asking Andy Dalton to carry a team. He can't carry a team. You're asking him to score 25 points a game. He can't score 25 points. He can't do it. But can he cover spreads? Yeah, I think, I think he can cover spreads. Depending Especially on the situation. Depending on the situation. It, it's just – we talked about this four weeks ago. There's too much mediocre play in the NFL right now. There's right. too much. And this is one of them. You, Andy Dalton just starting quarterback in the NFL. Really? You gotta watch, right? Because if you live in the past, you die in the past. And there's good things yeah. from the past you can take on to the future. But as a sports fan, as a sports better, you got to forget how good Matty Ice was. You gotta forget how good Andy Dalton was. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you do. You do. You, you gotta forget it. You gotta, you know, you gotta think you gotta be forward thinking. And it's hard because Thanksgiving, you're watching it. 
I don't have the volume on, right? Because I don't want propaganda, yeah, don't PR clutter in my head. But they're yeah. showing you the past. They're showing you past games. Yeah. You remember this. Yeah. If you live in the past, you die in the past. So you have to focus on situational analysis, what's happening today. I'm going to kick the door down. I'm going to go in there with my AQ-47, and I'm going to kill the shooter uh, or at least get in the way until some other people get in to save the other kids. Yeah. That's yeah. It's against protocol. The commander doesn't want me to do it, but it's situational. So each week is situational. That's why you can't make the same mistake you made last week, this week. And it's all about Andy Dalton, chief organization, uh, you know, family-owned t- team. They took out a loan on the team. They have no backups. What does that mean? There's a certain style they have to play, which is an under style. Tyson Hill, right? They tried to just left Tyson Hill in the whole game and run plus one. He threw a really nice deep pass. They get, they get Tyson Hill in there. They fake the plus one. They get a deep pass, and they get in the red zone, and then they don't put him back in. Pete Carmichael, Tyson the Hill, offensive coordinator. They have they keep it in the game. Keep it in the game. Score your touchdown against, uh, 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 against uh, San Francisco, and I went two sides of the bet. I win the plus 10 over – 42 was never going to happen. So the over 42 was a bad pick on my part. What do you think, Scott? Yeah. San Francisco's defense is just too good. They're they're an under team on yeah. defense for sure. Um, I think too too much stock putting Andy Dalton. I think I thought he's looked good at times, and other times he hasn't looked good. And that's just age. Yeah, he's taken too many hits. He's had a few, you know, a few concussions in his career. He's not getting Alvin Kamara involved, you know, on a football perspective. He has no wide receivers there. So, as a better, I'm going to look seriously look at going under from from now to the end of the year with New Orleans almost every game because. I I just don't think they can sustain drives and and score points. Um, without uh, an awful, awful defense, so, and they weren't facing that in San Francisco, and in San Francisco they're getting their defense the way they pick. want them. It's a total bad pick. And Shanahan really- and did what uh, what Belichick did to the Jets. Yeah, they said, yeah. "Okay, Andy Dalton can't beat us, so let's just play vanilla. Just, just do what you know." And this bit Harbaugh in the face. I don't know. If we we didn't touch on that game. Because we got it right. We do what Harbaugh was going to do. Remember, we said Harbaugh is going to wait for Trevor Lawrence to make mistakes. And Peterson got Trevor Lawrence a good position, and Jackson will cover the plus four. Uh, laying points with Harbaugh is always dangerous. We learned our lesson. Boom. We made money on that. What we got wrong was the under 44, which I'm attributing it to bad luck, which is bad pick. Because really, yeah. that game just went under, over, or some fluke plays late. Under normal yeah. circumstances, that's an under game. Is that right, Scott? You think? Hundred percent. I mean, there was a weather delay. First quarter ended, I think, three right. nothing Baltimore. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it, it was definitely going under. And then those fluky fourth quarter plays, but we talk about all the time. Team defenses get tired. Right. Teams get tired in the heat, and the defense got tired in the heat, and they allowed a lot of a lot of plays. That um, that we would normally not be let up. 
I mean, Zay Jones had 11 catches, 145 yards. He's never done that in his career. So, I mean, to me, the, it's just the Baltimore defense just got tired in the heat. It wilted. Right. So, Man. so that was my that's my idea on that game. Exactly. So, but we got Jacksonville second half line. Yes. Which yep. was huge for profit. So, New Orleans over the 42 was dumb. The plus 10 was fine. They lost 13 and nothing. He should have scored mm-hmm. once. It's at least a field goal. One. Scored once. It should have been 13 7. Especially a play where, you know, Tyson Hill throws a deep pass to get in the red zone. And Tyson Hill's your plus one wildcard guy. Absolutely. Why not put him back in? Why do you put Dalton in there to hand the ball off a few times? And because even if you hand the ball off with Tyson Hill, it's still a threat. People don't know if he's going to take off or if he's going to pull it. You don't know. They just handed it out. You know, it was a disaster. Bad play calling. Uh, they should have scored. Should have been 13-10. Bad pick over 42. In the last two games, Philadelphia minus six, under 47. I think the under 47 was a bad pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, bottom line is Green Bay, uh, finally, very conservative organization, took the gloves off. And, and, they, and they have the, the plays they have. Oh, we're going to save plays for division games and the playoffs. Well, guess what? This ended up being a playoff game. And yeah. they had to show all the good plays they had, and they scored. But, of course, they were, they, they were not going to win the game if Philadelphia covered the minus six, right? Yes, they did. Said 40, 33, 7. Yeah. So they covered it. And the second half line was a push, mm-hmm. too. So that was it. Yeah. That was another thing, too. Because I saw it was 13 to 10, second half, and Green Bay's driving, and they stalled. And I'm like, at least kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. At least push. <laughs> they, right. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Again, here's another organization. Jalen Hurts runs for 120 yards in the first quarter and a half. You didn't account for him. Right. You allowed one guy to run crazy and, and basically beat you in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what, what these coaches, you know, they, they don't consider the and one like we do, you know, when we talk about it on the show. And that's Justin Fields, that's Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. It's those running quarterbacks. They get the three first downs with their feet. Right. And Jalen Hurts had a lot of big runs in the early in that game. And Green Bay doesn't account for it. So, you know, bad pick on the, the over-under, sure. Right. Um, you know, and we got the spread right. So that was that was good on us. But good on us. That was good on us. Bad with the end yeah. of 47. We were making our mistakes. Learn from our mistakes tomorrow night. This yep. game, uh, Chad got it right. <laughs> Chad, Chad's a uh, world traveler. He's a young kid. He's not like us. And his reasoning was, was spot on, too. Spot on. So, yeah. Let me pull it up here on Twitter. Uh, as we speak, U.S. beats Iran. Yep. Paying back for selling oil to Russia. <laughs> selling him the drones. So here's what Chad says. Chad was right on. Uh, the wise coaching mismatch in a primetime game. Return to the mean for Saturday as a coach after two stellar performances. Indy is the only team in the NFL who has not had a bye this year. That's because the owner's cheap 
And like um, the guy in Miami doesn't want to pay the bills for the training facility yep. in the offices during the bye week. <laughs> All right. And they're beat up with a cheap owner, right? So that means that the starters are also playing special teams. Pittsburgh's first game in an indoor stadium. Office should pick up a little bit. TJ Watt pass rush a little faster indoors against the terrible Colts beat up offensive line. With that, you know that didn't even have to play the game. Chad had it right. Chad had it right, hundred percent. So, yeah. And the other thing that is, I, I don't know what the call. Well, first of all, Jeff Saturday is Jim Irsay's drinking buddy. Right. That's why he hired. And, and Irsay's not supposed to be drinking, as we said many, many times in yep. his podcast. He was caught in a car with a pound of cocaine. Yep. 30,000 ecstasy pills mixed in with some Oxycontin and a prostitute who later died overdose in the hospital when Ursi took her out before he, he she was supposed to and went back to his house to party. If Scott and Second. I did that, we would be doing this podcast from jail. <laughs> we wouldn't be out, man, if we did that. He, not only is he out, he's drinking again with Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Secondly, you are stop gapping the quarterback position. You right. cannot do that in the NFL. It's not successful. No. Matt Ryan in the first half went five for thirteen for thirty-six yards last night. I don't care who you are, you're not winning games right. in the NFL doing that. In one half of play. Right. He looks old, he looks confused, he looks he's not fast. He's never been fast. He, no. he went to Boston College, so I saw him play a few times. Right. He just since that Super Bowl where they lost to the Patriots, he's not been the same quarterback. What reason? I don't know. I don't know. He he just has not been the same quarterback. But he has gotten he's paid. Just, <laughs> he's gotten paid. Like that's the thing. His dead cap hit, if they were to release him this year, would cost the Colts so much money right. that they can't do it. They're stuck with the guy. So their offensive line's not good. They're bad right now. They're bad. Their defense is not great. They're okay. Right. Having said all that, I should have last night, as soon as Chad, as soon as I read that, because I read it before the game, okay. I should have switched my pick to the Steelers like like Chad did. Like Chad. I did, that. I did. I said, you know what? I created a monster. This, yep. This, he has yep. the right thinking on that. That's, That's the value of the sense. podcast, because he started listening to the podcast. He didn't know anything. Now, He's picking games the correct way. Yep. The biggest thing, and Chad mentioned it first, the coaching mismatch last night. Big time. It was evident, and it was there. Right. Mike Tomlin against Jeff Saturday, I would take Mike Tomlin 100% of the time. Right. Because Jeff Saturday has no idea what he's doing. No business. No idea what he's doing. He has no business being there, right? Because he, I mean, Tomlin has to. Absolutely. Because Tomlin's like, oh, I have to work my way up. I was a defensive assistant and that was a training camp i went to maybe it was 35 years ago i had absolutely no idea what i was watching but i was looking at training camp back in the days was just a field uh tampa university and mike tomlin was a defensive assistant defensive coordinator with monty kiffin liam kiss's son uh linebackers coach lovey smith right Mm -hmm. who took your team to the super bowl uh defensive 
line coach was Rod Marinelli screaming yeah. at those people. Remember him screaming at people. Defensive back coach was Herman Edwards, <laughs> who also ended up yeah. being an NFL coach. I was looking at this. I didn't know what I was watching. Mike Tomlin was there. So he, he worked his way up from all that to be a coach. Just Saturday, all he did was drink with Jim Miller to become a coach. Yeah, yeah so McDan- me- Josh McDaniels, that Patricia, all they did was be born to one of Bill Belichick's drinking buddies. Yeah, so the coach, the, the number one thing that Chad wrote in that tweet right. when he picked the game, I should have switched my – and I didn't, and I should have right. because – it was I sat and watched the whole game because of other circumstances, but I sat and right. watched the whole game because of this and other circumstances. Right. But I watched the whole game and the coaching mismatch was clearly evident throughout that whole game. Right. Mike Tomlin ran circles around Jeff Saturday last night. Right. And it wasn't even close. If Jeff Saturday, if somebody was to ask him, Did you coach a good game last night? He said, Yeah, I coached a pretty good game last night. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> right. Mike Tomlin masterminded you to submission last night. <laughs> and Chad was a thousand percent right with that tweet and the reasons why. Right. And full credit to Chad. He knew what he was talking about. He knew it. He did his research. He, he did his research. Right. And he picked that game. And you know what? We all of us collaborate together and have had great points throughout the, the couple of years that we've all been together. But that last night was was picture perfect on Chad's part. Clink, clink. Uh on how to pick a game. Yes, that's that's a better one-on-one, bending one-on-one. That that tweet right there gave you a perfect reason why to pick the Steelers. And that's why in this situation, right, corporate governance is so crucial to evaluate <clears throat> yes. in picking the games. And that's why we have uh, 59% you can live in Vegas. And right now we're 205 up, 124 down, 62%. Uh, and me at a thousand dollars, you know, I had have to give out tips for many reasons, right? But uh, gross, right? It's seventy thousand dollars on thousand dollars a game at a hundred dollars a game. Whoever's betting a hundred dollars a game, because there are people out there who message me who are betting. $500 a game, people who message me who are bidding $100 a game. The $100 a game people who message me are up $7,000. Yeah, that's what you want to be at the end of the day. You want to be to the good. So bidding $100 a game by the end of the season, you're going to be close to 10 grand. Up. Yep. Which probably yep. buys groceries for the whole year or gas. It's ten thousand dollars that you didn't see, <laughs> right? And yeah. if you're laughing and enjoying the games, that's even a bigger bonus. Yeah, you you when you bet, you don't see that coming back, and you're hoping it comes back. And with us, I know it's going to come back. You know, I I don't bet a thousand a game. I bet a hundred a game. So not every game. I bet most games. Um, so, so you're up for about seven thousand dollars this year. Fantasy sports same way you put you put the money in and you don't expect to see it back and when you look at the end of the year there it is and that, and that's the same as betting every week you look back at Tuesday and you say hey look I got a thousand dollars this week right bet some more. 
Right. Keeps and, you going. Keeps you going. Right. No, no, yeah. and, and the network we got on Twitter, it's really yeah. tight. It's really good. People that know what yeah. they're talking about. Uh, there's courtesy on there with the picks. Uh, Absolutely. And we'll get Absolutely. into bowl season. And we'll get into college basketball later. And we'll, we'll maintain that consistency. Money flowing because we, we can for now. Might not last forever, but for now we can keep a nice little income from all the time we've put in watching these sports. So final words on this week. Good good podcast, admitting our mistakes, analyzing uh, the craziness, right, to come back tomorrow and make a lot of money. This is championship week. Um, I'll look at it, but I was around 70% championship week last year. I want to repeat that, even go higher, make money doing that. And then the NFL week, six weeks left. Final thoughts, Scott. So 12 weeks have passed. And we're at we're at some good profit, so you know we're at sixty percent right now. I'd like to get up to sixty seven percent before the season ends, and hopefully we can do that. I still want to get 70, to seventy percent. We get a couple of eighty percent yeah. weeks in there, and we, and we can do that, and we can do that, or maybe and, a ninety percent week where we really get on it. Yep, get the yeah. left so, factor to come our way once. Right. So I just think the mediocrity NFL causes you a lot of people difficulty. Right. Um, so just watch this podcast, watch our podcast tomorrow night, or watch our live stream, um, you know, and then re- rewatch it again Friday. I do this. I rewatch it again on Friday, just to just to double check to make sure I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, so that's that's a good thought too to, to double double watch it again. Oh yeah, no, some people watch it up to three times because you can monitor yeah, just, it. And the other thing is, just listen to the reasoning too as to why we're picking. That, that's the biggest important one. why. Yeah. yeah, we all give our reasons why. So just, just listen to the reasoning, you know, and uh, make some money. Yeah, and like Joseph Campbell said, we, we're three-tier podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we help the people. Got a message the other day, hey, man, you know, and I'm going to do a better job of labeling. Now I have a little more time, a little bit for the end of the year. I'll label uh, when the picks start and when we pick each team with a timestamp. Yeah. Because the guy's like, hey, I listen to you guys, and I get to the sports book, and I don't have before, and I'm listening to you guys, and I'm making my picks, right? So, uh, you know, so you got that guy, right? Instant gratification. You got the mid-level people, because what's important is what Scott's saying, the whys, the underlying evidence that you came up to that conclusion. Yep. In the news and whatever, we just see the ending. We see the trial, whatever. But before you get into the trial, whatever, there's a whole investigation, underlying investigation you got to get to to really know what's going on. They don't, most of the time, they don't tell us. We solve that on this podcast. We give you that mid-star. And yeah. then you have the higher-level information that you can use for your business, for decision-making, to look at what the economy looks like, to what it is to work in an office, what it looks like to have your own business, right? And common mistakes people make, including people in the NFL, like having 15 jobs. Nobody really should. Maybe there are some people who should. should, They've been molested as a kid. They've had problems, divorced. They should have 15 jobs because the whole time they be occupied with a job. Other people, in order for that business to run optimally, not just well, optimally, they 
should not have 15 pounds. Or they're successful, not optimal, but if there's a recession, if the, the economy changes, those people running 15 jobs are high risk. Exactly. Right? Of dropping one of the boss and not employing somebody, having extra people before there used to be a problem with employment, not anymore. If we have a problem with employment again, the fact that you have 15 jobs and don't have qualified people working for you, it's not right. So you get long-term information to help you long-term. You get information on the midterm, but you can get instant gratification, betting right. equal amounts on each game and making money. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, you know, uh, we'll get more into it, but a lot of people, like I put in the Motivational Monday, a lot of people aren't, you know, into the holidays. But Santa Claus has made a good living, made a good career. What what does he do? He gives things. Yes. <laughs> he sure gives presents. So we give presents. You don't have to pay Action Sports $1,000. We give you more than that value. So for the $1,000 better, we're giving you a podcast worth $70,000. I can see that as an MBA. Uh, I've yeah. gone to court and given my opinion on what something is worth with the value of something. So $70,000. For $100 billers, it's $7,000. For the $10 betters, is $700. Right? Your trip yeah. to the grocery store a couple of times. So uh, with, that's why Winston Churchill said, and right, and I'm sure Santa Claus agrees, you make a living from your labor, what you do for money to pay the bills. But you make your life from what you give, not expecting or even wanting anything in return.